Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Catherine Salye from Nest Seekers International. Catherine is the partner of Ryan Serhant from Million Dollar Listing New York, and together they lead a team that the Wall Street Journal just named as the number one real estate team in the state of New York and number six in the nation. As a working mother and a proud New Yorker, Salye believes that hard work, dedication to clients, devotion to family and friends, and being grateful that she can wake up every day and love what she does is what it's all about. In addition to her passion for real estate, she believes that giving back is a necessity. She's involved in several nonprofit organizations, including Mama Swappies, Little Swappies, Big City Moms, and Dress for Success, to name just a few. Now, let's welcome Catherine to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Catherine, first of all, thank you very much for being my co-host today. Um, and we've had Ryan on the radio show, I think, twice, and it's always fun to have him on our radio show. I'm really excited to have um, some folks that work with him so we can learn the real truth about what truly happens in, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> so thanks awesome. for being my thank co-host Thank you for today. having me. Yeah, thank well, you. So, Catherine, I mean, reading your introduction, you are uh, – you've got a lot going on, and I really am impressed with all the um, – involvement the stuff in the community that you're doing this this is kind of an interesting question to start the show with is a lot of agents they resist uh, per, uh getting involved in the community and that's reading you know you obviously have embraced that how important is that uh for your real estate business sure yeah i think you know i'm i was raised in a family where we were always involved in our community but to Today's um, society, you know, making friends in all different places is really the best way to grow your business, and it's also very rewarding. So I really enjoy the um, the things that I give back with, like the mama swappies and little swappies where we, you know, donate clothes and have a clothing swap, and, and we make it really fun and a, and a nice place to kind of meet new people, hang out, and um, a unique thing that I do to kind of center it around real estate is that I host a lot of events in our current listings. So, for instance, in June, um, I hosted a Mama Poppy's event in an $18 million Upper West Side townhouse, and it was perfect because I brought in 50 affluent moms, um, and we donated a ton of clothes to dress for success, and I got to give everybody a tour of the house. I love it. That's so brilliant. You know, I hope our listeners are getting that. So what she's doing is she's involving herself in uh, – think of all the pieces, right? So obviously real estate, uh, listing for sale. She's doing something she has passion um, uh, about, and she's, in, she's tying those two things together. I mean, that is an absolute brilliant way to wake up and have passion for what you're doing, uh, even on the days when maybe real estate's kind of kicking you in the back of the head. So how did you – tell us about your background. How did you get started in real estate? Sure. Um, I kind of fell into real estate. I graduated from the George Washington University with a BA, um, and I, you know, was in New York kind of figuring out what to do, and um, someone offered me a job in title insurance. I knew nothing about title insurance. I knew nothing about uh, 
really, you know, real estate for that matter. But I took the job. And I started as an executive assistant. I stayed there for eight years. I worked my way up to an assistant vice president um, and kind of learned the ropes of everything having to do with real estate. And it was very interesting being trained by lawyers and underwriters and salesmen at the same time. Um, And then I also uh, did some work as a consultant for um, some mortgage lenders uh, after, you know, the financial world kind of shifted in 2008. So becoming a real estate agent and having my license really was a natural progression in my career. Makes perfect sense. So how did you come on board with Ryan and Nest Seekers International? Absolutely. So Ryan, uh, you know, it's fate, right? Everything happens for a reason. Um, I got my real estate license. I was working at a small firm downtown and um, my uncle actually had a referral for me, and it was my first sale listing, and it was in Battery Park City. Um, it was $380,000, and um, I got this email from Ryan Serhant, and we started talking, and he brought in a customer. They didn't end up buying it, but, um, you know, throughout that process, Ryan was impressed with the way that I communicated with him, the way that I followed up, the way that I was trying to sell this apartment. And um, the questions turned into more personal questions, like, how long have you been in real estate? What are you doing at your current firm? And so finally, I just approached him. I said, why are you asking me all of these questions? (laughs) This is not normal. And uh, we had coffee. We sat down. The, um, The show, Million Dollar List in New York, had not aired yet, but was gearing up to air. Ryan um, told me he was starting a team and that he wanted me to be a part of his team. And I'm really happy to say that I took the job, right? (laughs) I took the opportunity. But not only that, I've been there ever since and really have had the best mentor in my career. And, you know, it's just been a great opportunity. You know, one of the things I really love about Ryan's, uh, when I've interviewed him before, unlike some of the other Bravo TV stars who will remain nameless, not just New York, but Miami and L.A. And So I asked some of the other guys, well, so do you get any business from being on the Bravo TV show? And I've actually had on the radio several of them say, oh, no, 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 don't get any business from it. Whereas I asked Ryan that question, and I remember there was a little pause, and he goes, like, what a dumbass question. Of course I do. I thought that was so honest that, you know, I loved it. So mm-hmm. talk about, like, because that show is such a huge success, because you guys are in real estate, which means you do have to answer the phone and return emails, and I'm sure there's got to be a good percent of people that are just kind of sort of fans but are sort of acting like buyers or sellers. I mean, you've got to have to sift and sort through a lot of interesting uh, phone calls and emails. Is, how do you guys manage that with all the leads that you must be taking in every single day? Yeah, I mean, it, what, exactly what you said is exactly every day. So we have people calling the office all the time. I mean, our phone numbers are public. That's part of being a real estate agent. Um, we get a lot of press and publicity from the show, and it has brought in a lot of business, and it's great. Um, but we definitely have people call the office and pretend to be buyers. They just want to meet Ryan. They have these elaborate you know, like stories, and they can falsify documents to prove that they're real people and have real money, and it's all fake <laughs> because they just want to meet Ryan, and it's crazy. So it's a it's a pro and a con, right, of having the publicity. 
But in general, I would have to say that it's just, it's really had a great impact on our business. And, um, you know, I'm surprised every day that we get real nice clients from the show. Well, you know, the other thing, I was corrected on this when I was interviewing one of the guys from Miami. I was I sort of insinuated that some of the situations are set up for TV, and he was Chris was quick to point out to me that they're not, that they're all genuine. Um and I think that's that, that's probably a suspicion especially of a lot of real estate people um until you see the situation where say for example Ryan gets fired or you know there's something silly that happens that causes some seller to go off uh you know so it is it, the pressure and stress that you must feel on a day-to-day basis I, I hopefully I'm not making you feel pressure and stress right now but because of the fact that you guys are literally in the spotlight times about a thousand how do you manage that stress I mean how do you manage those expectations Yeah well something that actually keeps me going right I mean there are I have a great um, role on the Serhant team, and I love my job, but it's very competitive, and I need to make sure that I'm producing to keep my spot on the team, right? So I like working on this team. I like real estate. I love working in New York City. Um, The pressure is there. I think, in general, real estate is very competitive, but um, working for somebody who's on TV and has higher profile than some other real estate agents, it's even more special. <laughs> so what I like, you know, I just need to do my best every single day and I need to treat every situation that I, there's a spotlight on us because there, there really is. And whoever Ryan hires to be on his team, there, you really need to be a reflection of him. And whatever you do that might be bad or good is, you know, it's going to come back to uh, being a part of the team. And I want to make sure that all of the things are, for me personally are, are good. Well, it's going to come back uh, publicly sometimes through the literally through the press because people like to complain or they'll say something about something, or it's going to come back privately. So, yeah, I mean, agents, you guys think you're under pressure. Try selling real estate in New York. Well, you mentioned something I'm kind of curious. Um, you have to sell a certain amount to stay part of the, uh, stay a, a partner in, in the team. How does that work? Yeah, so you actually, we, we don't have quotas, but what I meant is that I have goals for myself that we set at the beginning of the year, and I – I strive really hard to meet those goals, right? So I personally want to make sure that I'm providing a benefit to being on a team like this because there are people calling the office every single day that want to be on our team, right? And whether I'm personally working on this team or I'm working for myself or in the future on another team or I have my own business, whatever it is, I set goals for myself at the beginning of the year, and um, my, you know, I motivate myself to meet that goal at the end of the year. I think it's really hard in real estate that, you know, your daily goal or expectation is very hard to set because every day is completely different. Or every month, one month I could have, you know, very little uh, amount in sales, and then the next month I could have 10 million in sales. So it evens itself out. So I like to look at it either by quarter or by the the whole year. Well, so goal setting is a critical part of anyone's business, right? And I appreciate you bringing that up. How do you uh, – I would like – the question I'd really like to ask is can you share with our listeners some goals? But if you don't want to talk about that, I'll ask you a more general question. How do you go about uh, setting goals? So either of those two, it's up to you. 
Sure. Yeah. So I set goals based on my my prior year and what my numbers look like. Um, my goal for myself is to try and double my income every year. It's wow. high goal. Yeah, really high. But at the end of the day, I mean, we make jokes that like really your 1099 is all that matters, right? <laughs> you can you can be uh, you know on TV and you can do all of these things, but if you are a hard worker, then you really are concerned about what you you know you bring home as a goal. So that's one way to really motivate yourself. It doesn't work for everybody because um, you know everybody is different. But I look at my total sales for the year before and I try and set a reasonable goal to increase that sales for the next year. And there's lots of ways to get there. Um, but that, for me, has worked in the past. So uh, the, the answer to this question might seem obvious, but just for our listeners, um, you obviously are smart. You're obviously ambitious. You're obviously focused. Why is it that you choose to be part of a team opposed to doing this on your own? Sure. The team works really well for me. Um, I'm a working mom. I, you know, family is very important to me, and um, it's actually a great job to have as a mother, real estate that is. But being on the team has given me just a little bit of that flexibility that if I can't personally make a showing or if I can't personally work with a buyer at any given time of the year, I have 10 other people that I can rely on and trust that I can hand that off to and still be able to be involved in it and to help manage it if needed. And that's really important to me. I also really like the support um, and mentorship of somebody like Ryan. I've only been a real estate agent for four years, um, so I don't know everything. And I like having somebody that I can talk to and and work things out with and have the support and also help me build my business. Um, I like how you articulated everything you just said because it makes perfect sense. And um, I hope more agents, I hope agents are really listening too because in some cases we'll have, you know, Catherine, I'm sure you read this all the time, people asking you for advice, but we'll have agents that are asking us, should I be part of a team or should I be independent? And it really depends on everything you just said your own lifestyle, your own particular goals, your ambitions, but also it depends on the person whose team you're considering to be part of. If someone can consistently generate leads, and I'm sure you guys get more leads than you know what to do with on some days, but if someone can consistently mm -hmm. generate leads and you don't have to worry about generating leads and then ultimately once the deal is in contract, you know, in New York you guys don't close the deals the title companies do, you just write the deal sheet, but if you don't ultimately have to handle anything once the uh, deal sheet's signed off on, uh, and you're just doing kind of the fun part, which is working directly with the customer, it makes all kinds of sense to be on, on a team. So to answer the question of the agents out there who are listening, trying to make that decision for themselves, um, I would strongly suggest you guys just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com and ask the coach that, and they'll work through um, the answer with you depending on your own personal situation and your goals. So you are a busy lady. You're a mom. You're successful. You have all these things going on. Life having a balance in life, is that an admirable goal or a myth? Definitely admirable goal. You have to do it. Um, you have to strive to achieve it or I think you will go crazy. <laughs> because, you know, it's all about prioritizing, right? You have to have some sense of what's most important. 
Um, and for me, it's, a, it's an ongoing struggle between taking care of my toddler and my husband, right, and um, and I'm working. New York City is tough. you got to be on call 24 hours a day, uh, you know, so I really, it's, you, you've got to set the goal. So do you just, how do you set it off, or do you? How do I set off what? Uh, New York City, you know, the stress, <laughs> oh, the pressure, right. the emails, the voicemails, <laughs> right? Right. How do you, yeah, do you so, just basically, is it, do you, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, I, um, you know, I wake up in the morning before my toddler does. I go through all of the, you know, 100 emails that came in overnight. I set my appointments, <laughs> follow up with people, and then um, I take a break. I get her ready for, you know, daycare. I drop her off, and then I start my day. And I do it all again um, you know, I pick her up from school every day myself, and then we uh, have family dinner together, and that's kind of like my break in the day. And um, once she's in bed, I I work until I go to sleep, <laughs> which so, which sounds uh, which sounds terrible, but it works. It's, it it works for me. Well, so you know, the whole life balance thing at this point in your life, with the opportunities that you've created for yourself, it makes. 100% sense for you to be focusing on your, uh, you know, how you've got things balanced in your life. Because uh, we don't always in life have the same level of opportunity to make money as you do now. I mean, recessions, depressions, different things happen. It is what it is. So, you know, you're smart to be taking advantage of this opportunity at the level that you are. And, and that's the whole balance thing screws a lot of agents up because they'll be finding themselves being really, really successful making all this money. And then all of a sudden they'll start feeling like they're out of balance. Dude, be out of balance for a while. Stack the cash, and then you know, go to Tahiti for a month. It's all good. <laughs> right. So let's let's let, right. So let's talk a little bit about, like, for example, um, leads. This wasn't on our list, by the way, but it, it occurred to me with all the leads you get in, you must be. I should ha- hire you as a coach to teach other people how to do quick and effective lead uh, lead pre qualification. Right. When you're calling yeah. or emailing back, you must be really good at figuring out who's worth spending time with and who isn't. So, what types of questions do you ask? Or at this point, are you just mostly going off intuition? Um, well, both, and it's challenging because I've been wrong so many times, right, that you you really think someone is the real thing and they turn out not to be. Um, so it's a learning curve. You have to be able to read people. But, yes, I do have a quick, uh, like, few questions that I ask uh, people who call me or email me. I meet with them. I take them to see a few things and kind of play it, out, right, and get a feeling for them. I really don't have time to take, you know, somebody to see 50 apartments and not make any decision. There's things that I can do to help myself manage that type of buyer and, um, you know, and, and still be able to work with them, but you have to learn who's worth spending time with and who's not. Well, you know I'm going to drill down on that, Catherine. So what questions do you ask, <laughs> no, right? You're, you're getting people that are claiming to be multimillionaires and being able to pay cash for $10 million apartments. So how do you quickly and effectively sort those people out so you know not, you're not wasting your time? Because they don't like to share information if they're but, real. They'll have you talk to their business right. manager the, or whatever the easiest, else. Right? Yeah, the easiest tip that I have to give you is to Google them. Exactly. Google yep. is amazing. <laughs> if they are not found on Google, they probably are lying. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that true, though? I mean, if anyone has received, uh, achieved a level of success in their lives where they can afford 
uh, a multi-million dollar anything, they're going to be searchable. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, right. But so you, but I, you know, we we work with a lot of New York agents, a ton, and they'll have celebrities that'll come in, and they'll ne- you'll never know who your client is. You'll be dealing with the business manager. Google the business manager's name. I mean, you're gonna get somebody's information, and if you get all, if all you get is a phone number, Google the phone number. Um, just drill down. Like if they send you an email and it's from a weird sounding URL, you know, Beth at whatever whatever dot com. Google the URL. Do a go to uh, who's it. Um, dot com and then put in the URL and see who owns it. I mean, you can really drill down and be like a, a detective to find out. So, have you ever, have you ever, like you said, you've been wrong about people before? Can you give some examples? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I have, you know, for instance, I've been working with somebody from out of state uh, who has provided proof of funds. You know, they tell me, I swear. Um, Every six months that they're coming to New York to buy something, I've never seen this person in New York City. They have never come. They've told me their planes are booked. They have a hotel booked. They never make it. And so it's people like that that are just like, you know, why take the time and send me proof of funds, have me do searches for you, have me preview things for you. Um, it's kind of insulting. <laughs> like, you, you know, that they, I don't know, some people just have a lot of time on their hands. That's weird, right? That is really weird. Uh, uh, yeah. A real quick funny story. An, an agent in New York City um, that I've coached for a while, he had uh, – we were trying to figure out this one particular uh, lead. The guy wanted to buy a $15 million apartment or something like that. And there's not – I mean, even in New York City, there's not that many that get sold in that price range. Right. And so we, we did a little bit of research on this guy, but this guy had a general had, – had one of these generic names, so it didn't get anywhere. So, you know, he was trying to say, well, should I take the weekend off and work with this guy supposedly coming to town? So, true story. The dude comes to town. His wife calls and says, we're here. And he goes, okay, great. Where should I pick you up? And they they had came, they, they came in on their, like, 140-foot yacht. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. so this, is, this is where we are. Come pick us up. You know, so, yeah, they were real, and they bought in two weekends. Um, so right. looking back, looking back at the start of your real estate career, when you were a new agent, uh, what would you spend more time on in retrospect versus not having versus things that you did that you wish you would never have wasted your time on in the first place? Um, I think, well, the second part of the question, I think everything that I have done really has helped me learn. So I'm okay with doing things that maybe didn't pan out because it makes me a smarter person today. But if um, the first part of the question, if somebody has told me when I started to create an Excel sheet with every single person I meet, with their contact information, every single lead and client that I signed and when it expires, and just a general track of everybody that I meet with, you know, at that beginning stage because it can be a little overwhelming, I definitely I would have done that. And I do that now, but, um, you know, even throughout my career when I was, starting in title insurance, if I had kept better track of every single person in my life, um, then, you know, you have this massive contact list that you can just constantly reach out to people and follow up with and let them know what you're doing and remind them, hey, I'm still in real estate. How can I help you? Were you, obviously you understand the power of having a personal list. I mean, it's where every, every top producer uh, everywhere knows that that's the most important thing. It doesn't even matter if they're selling real estate or something else. It's the relationships. That's always going to be your, you know, your primary spoke is what we call it on your lead generation wheel. 
Had you always had that mindset? You said that you wish you would have known or you wish you would have spent more time on that in the beginning. So, so what was the epiphany, or, or maybe more in, uh, practically speaking, help our listeners understand how they can go from maybe being secret agents to being agents that feel comfortable asking for people's contact information for the sake of lead follow-up? Sure. No, I think it just is very basic. You know, somebody sends you a, you have a listing, let's say it's a rental listing or a sale listing, you get an inquiry, you write back, you answer some questions, you never hear from them, you kind of forget. It's, it's those people that you need to add to your contact list and follow up with them, and whether they buy or, you know, rent that particular property or not, or um, you know, you can follow up with them, and, and when you get another listing, say, hey, you emailed me about this property six months ago. I rented it. It was great. Now I have this new one. Are you interested? And then there you go. You have a direct lead. Um, so exactly. that's something that's really helpful. And then in general, anytime you meet people in a bar or a restaurant or you're out with friends, you just get their business card. You know, it's, it's actually – rare these days for people to have business cards, but they still carry them, um, and people are usually really happy to hand them out. So that's just, and just keep a database. But isn't that interesting what you just said? So how often have you actually tried to exchange business cards or uh, any sort of exchange of information where someone said no? Has that even happened once? Um, nope. You know, there's, it's interesting. You know, they'll say, oh, well, give me your email address and I'll reach out to you. And that's fine. Here's my card. Here's my email address. Reach out to me if you want. Um, you know, and that's fine. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But, you know, we're real estate agents. People know we're sales agents. I, I, you can't take that personally. <laughs> nope. So we have listeners all over the country. And, and I know from uh, a lot of them, when they watch you guys on TV, they're always like, oh, my God, I can't believe the commissions they're making or I can't believe the sale prices, the things they're dealing with. It just because the average sale price in the country is like 200000 And I mean, What's the average sale price in your guys' team? Do you know? Um, I don't know on the team, but probably a million and a half, two million. I'm not sure. Right. So um, when you're dealing with, say, folks that are buying the multi-multi-million-dollar properties, are they any different – in a profound, meaningful way than, say, somebody that you're dealing with is maybe buying their first place in Manhattan for 800000 Nope. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though? Would you have believed that when you first got into real estate, that that was the, that was the real answer? No, because it's, I mean, it's daunting that someone, you know, writes a check for $10 million. But they're the same as the first-time homebuyers, honestly. They are. They're always the same. They always have the same fears, wants, needs. They're, you know, it is interesting. And, and a lot of that, a lot of agents, they set these limiting beliefs that they can't sell in more expensive price ranges because they think for some, you know, some way that those people aren't just like everyone else they've ever sold to. But the reality of it is, is for the most part, a skill set you develop in any price range, is, it'll work. You know, it, you just have to n learn the nuances. So, Catherine, as we round the bend on today's radio show, thank you very much, first of all. You did a fantastic job. Uh, please let the listeners know, and we'll also have this in the show description. We're also going to send this into Inman News Features, and I bet you they do feature it. Uh, so how can listeners send direct referrals to you and connect with you so you can get all the emails and stalkers? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go to um, either ryanserhant.com and look me up under the agent list, Catherine Salyi, or you can go to nestseekers.com, and all my contact information is on there as well. And I would and love Sally, that. And, and, 
Yes, Salyi is spelled S-A-L-Y-I. And those of you who are listening on mobile devices, which I know is a vast majority of you, um, Mr. Show Producer, who I know you're listening, let's make sure we uh, put a direct link to Catherine's page within uh, Ryan's site so that if they wanted to connect directly with her, they could to send referrals because obviously there's a lot of business going in and out of your market. So, Catherine, thank you very much for being my co-host today. I sincerely appreciate it. It's really nice getting to know you. Thank you, Tim. You too. Talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.